Michelle, Sorry. in my, my continued attempt to get us tickets to the premiere of <laughs> Die Another Day, <laughs> I, I, seriously, I'm going to work at this. I'm okay. going to get a groundswell of our Twitter followers at okay. my podcast, and they're going to they're hit up Universal and get us all to, or at least you and I, to the movie. Anyway, okay. looking at real life James Bonds, the guys okay. that inspired Fleming to create this character. One, I love this guy. He worked with Fleming back in yep. MI6, back in World War II. Yep. Patrick Dalzell Job. Oh, Patrick Dalzell Job. Now, Patrick okay. Dalzell Job was this incredible. He was a submariner. I mean, and yep. submarines, man, we can't get away from them. He was no a way. submariner. He was a commando. He was, a, I think he was Air Force or maybe Navy, not quite sure of that. But mm-hmm. uh, he was a naval commander. That's right, he was. And he was a crack shot. And get this. He could ski backwards. Right. Yes. So in The Spy Who Loved Me, Roger Moore skis down a hill firing a, a machine gun backwards. That was Patrick Dalzell Job. That was the guy who inspired that one little scene all wow. those years later. Now, the thing about Patrick, oh, Patty as we like to call him, yep. he was a bit, of a, a bit of a wag. He liked to defy orders. He was ordered to leave a Norwegian fishing village and he refused. He stuck around and evacuated the fishing village using fishing boats, so very Bond, <laughs> yeah. and he got all of these people out except four and save them from a German bombing run. The Germans were going to bomb this village because they knew Patrick was in there. So he couldn't let them die. He took them all out, except four of them, probably old guys that nobody wanted to know about anyway. Now, the big thing was he uh, he expected to get court-martialed for it. He was actually awarded the Knight's Cross of St. Olaf. Oh. by the Norwegian government for his bravery. And, of course, he got back to the UK and the UK went, no, we're going to put you into MI6, and hence he met Fleming. Now, everyone thought that he must have been the guy that Fleming based James Bond on. Not true. Because no. one of his things, when he was approached on it, he said, and I love this quote, I only ever loved one woman and I'm not a drinking man. So he wasn't the <laughs> archetypal Bond guy. Okay. Right. So that's Patrick. He inspired a scene probably and probably sort of character traits, but he wasn't the guy. Then there was Forrest Yo Thomas. Forrest Yo Thomas. Yo, as in yeoman, not yo, as in yo, what's up? Right. So <laughs> he annoyed the Gestapo in France so much during World War II. They called mm. him the White Rabbit. All right. We had the White Mouse. They had the White Rabbit. All right. And, and he was also known as Seahorse. And yep. Shelley, they were his two code names with the OSS. But here's my favourite. Everyone just called him Tommy. <laughs> now, he was a fluent French speaker, which mm-hmm. made him perfect to work with French intelligence and the resistance. Now, this guy was so cagey. He was so cagey that yeah. he actually was, shortly after Klaus Barbie had shot his partner, Tommy sat opposite Klaus Barbie on a train eating his mm. dinner, and Barbie didn't even know it was him. Didn't know that this was the guy they were scouring France for. So he was very cagey until, of course, he got caught. He was captured by the Germans. He was betrayed by, by, get this, a mistress. Go figure. He was betrayed and then tortured. Oh, no. Have you seen Casino Royale, the first Daniel Craig movie? Of course. Daniel Craig, who is one of the finest Bonds ever. I'm going to say, I'm out. It's him and Sean. 
It really is oh, him and Sean. No, no, no. Roger Moore's better than Sean Connery. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Roger yes, Moore was yes, way yes. too camp. No, way Roger Moore camp. was great. No, 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 no. George Lazenby. Now, there was a Bond. He was the no. most accurate Bond. No, he Daniel a, Craig is the best, number he one. He is. So, you know that scene near the end yep. where he gets captured and strapped to the chair and the yep. bottom of the chair has been cut out and there's that swing and rope? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Wow. What Every man call is like, the, oof. Yeah, I spent the entire time just like sitting there wincing and crying going, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I feel your pain. So when he went, oh, I've got an itch. I'm like, bullshit, you have an itch. You have oh. two sore balls. Yes. That was Tommy. Right? He did that's, that? That's what the Gestapo did to Tommy. No. Yes. Gross. Yes. So now, that's the a real thing. thing. Was, he kept escaping or attempting to escape until finally they put him in Birkenwald, which was one of the concentration camps, like part of the Final Solution concentration camps, and yep. they made him an orderly. He killed a Russian guard while he was in there. This guy was full on. He killed yep. like a madman. Now, the thing is, he wound up in Birkenwald as an, an orderly until he was released at the end of the war. He wound up being one of the prime witnesses at the Nuremberg rally, at the Nuremberg trials. Not the rallies, right. the trials. The rallies were totally different. So, yeah, Forrest Yao Tom or Tommy, very, very Bond, right to the point where he took it just like Bond did in Casino Royale. In the balls. (laughs) My God. I can remember watching that scene and went, man, this is some twisted imagination. And then I read, oh, Gestapo, of course. Oh, yeah, makes absolute sense. The last one I want to look at, this is the guy who probably created that way that Bond says his name. Yep. The name's Dunderdale, Biffy Dunderdale. Oh, I like that. Seriously, Biffy Dunderdale. Biffy. Wilfred Biffy Dunderdale. He was born in Odessa. He spoke fluent Russian. Now, here's the interesting thing. He spoke with a Russian accent all his life, but he was really, really, really welded to MI6. Right. Because he did a couple of things. When he was a kid living in Russia, he worked as an interpreter for a white Russian general. Right. So this is pre-revolution, mm-hmm. but he was standing outside a train carriage, like on the train carriage, outside a cabin on the train carriage, yeah. listening to the Russian general and the British MI6 agent try to seduce each other. So he was very good at, like, he was great at just standing around and listening to things. But the other thing that this guy did, which was brilliant, was he actually infiltrated Russia to look at their submarines. He was 19 years old. He Mm. put on his old school uniform and just walked across the border. Hey, I'm on a school excursion. And he got in and then spied on their submarine program. Right. So this guy was just the bomb. He wound up... Working in France, he was because he was mm-hmm. a Russian speaker, French speaker. He was he was a polyglot. He could speak a lot of languages, but he worked closely with the French. Yeah, and in, he was instrumental in getting the Enigma program at Bletchley Park started because the Polish had been looking at the Enigma machines the Germans had their code machines. Now they'd actually built one, and he stole it. Well, he mm-hmm. was given it by the, the the Polish, and then he had to smuggle it through France and out of the country to the UK to the point where they actually put a destroyer just offshore within range of the guns. They parked it there so he could get to it and get that across. That's how important his role was. Now, he was regarded as a man of great sang Freud style who liked pretty women and fast cars. And he would oft regale Fleming in the Boodles Club. (laughs) The Boodles Club? (laughs) What? The Boodles Boodles Club. B-O-O-D-L-E-S. The Boodles Club. A gentleman's club in London where they'd sit around 
in big leather armchairs and drink port and sherry and talk and smoke cigars. And he right. would regale Fleming with stories, including one story about a Dutch spy called Peter Tazelaar. And Peter Tazelaar was dropped off. He was literally dropped out of a boat wearing a wetsuit where he swam mm-hmm. ashore into, I think, the Netherlands, swam across into the Netherlands, took the wetsuit off, had the tuxedo underneath it. No, he did not. Seriously, this is this is where this story, this is where Bond does it in, I think yeah. it's Diamonds Are Forever. Yep, uh, right, it's one where of Bond, them. Again, Roger Moore. Yeah, Fleming See, Roger got Moore, this, so yeah, good. Fle- he got all the great stories. Fleming yep. got this story from Biffy, and Biffy was known as Biffy because he was a boxer. He was a bit, he had a massive I was right going to say, yeah, he, he would have been a bit of a boxer. Yeah, Biffy. So anyway, Biffy was telling him the story about how Peter Tazala got on shore, took the wetsuit off with the tuxedo on it because the Nazis were having a party on the beach. They said instead of just lingering around the dunes trying to overhear stuff, put on a tuxedo he and just get right in. Yeah. But he poured like half a bottle of Hennessy brandy all over himself so he stunk of booze and then staggered around the party as a drunk. And everyone ignored him. So he spent the entire night getting all this information and then swimming back out to the boat and away he went. Brilliant. Right? So this was this was Biffy. Biffy was this guy who fed Fleming all of these great tales. So that's three more. Three more potential bonds, but I've got one more. We're not okay. going to do it this week. This guy, no? you, you need an entire bite-sized episode just for this okay. one guy. You've hooked me. I need right. to know. Yeah. Like, Universal, listen to us. It's really cool. We're, we're promoting your movie while promoting our <laughs> podcast. Come on. At I Spy Podcast. Okay. 